When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with Jeremiah Stringer. Jeremiah, tonight's going to be a good night. Oh, man. I've been looking forward to this all day. The crowd is already gathering. The comments are plentiful. Man, I there's no keeping up tonight. Like, Do you see all these comments? <laughs> I see. I mean, are you reading all of them already? People are it's, already it's a, wanting I, poop. Uh, everyday backpacker he wants he, he i'm gonna go ahead and put his up real quick so you can see what this one is but it's my biggest claim to fame is that dixie once used one of my poop stories in one of her videos so i got that going for me oh what to hear about that so i can't wait to find out what that was um so real quick welcome to the backpacking podcast if this is your first time ever here let's just give you a little rundown of what's going on this is my i'm john kelly this is jeremiah stringer we've been doing this for a while now we love this medium of the live stream because we get to inter- interact with you guys and communicate with you guys uh you guys get to see jeremiah's glorious hair uh <laughs> it's 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 yeah it's pretty much the most wonderful time of the week every monday night um a few things are gonna happen tonight we've got a great guest on you're gonna hear about her in just a second also something that we do on this channel and it's something we've been doing for a while is our glorious uh fake news and the fake news ticker is now officially going all of this news is fake, so if it's your first time here, please don't read that and think these things are actually happening because if you believe that, you're going to probably hate us because you're going to think what awful people post this stuff. So, um, Jeremiah. Yes. We got a good friend who uh, had a little bit of a rough spell. You want to kind of share a little bit about that tonight? Yeah. Oh, Mr. Dan Becker was out west, and uh, I won't get into the details, but he uh, had to come off trail, had some medical attention, and he is currently in the hospital. So if you're a praying person and you want to throw out a little prayer, have him in your thoughts, and we definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, we were just texting with Dan earlier today, and uh, he's in good spirits. I believe he's hoping to get out of the hospital today. So uh, you, like Jeremiah already said, if you're a praying person, this might be a good time to do that for Dan. Uh, he's done a lot for a lot of people and including us. And so uh, our thoughts and our prayers go out to him right now. Now, without further ado, Jeremiah, this has been three years in the making for us, right? Yeah, and I do want to say that this is a huge guest, and like John said, the uh, comments are buzzing. So I, well, there's no way we can ever get to anybody anyway. But uh, if anybody wants to help support the channel and absolutely make sure that we're going to see your comment or ask your question, uh, feel free to throw out a super chat to us. And we'll definitely see it because it pops up flashing yellow on our end. Yeah, it, and that's not just that's not a play for money. That's just literally that's the only way we're probably going to see most of the comments because they are just constant right now. We've got yeah. over 158 comments, and we are less than five minutes into this podcast. Yeah. So uh, with that said, it's you're done listening to us. You're you're done looking at us. Let's just yeah. be honest. Right now, all you guys want to do is you want to see our current guest, the person that we want to bring on the show. And that is our good friend, Miss Dixie herself, Jessica Mills. Thank you for joining us. Are you ready to go, Jessica? Well, thank you. Thank you. 
No idea hey. why that just happened. How's it going? <laughs> well, hey, y'all. How are you? Doing good. How are y'all? Doing, Doing great. Uh, Dixie, I wanted to kind of set up the show by giving everybody a little bit of background on you and kind of let you talk about how you got your start. But uh, just a little quick intro, Triple Crowner. You've done countless smaller trails like the Florida Trail, Penhody Trail, even though those are, those are big for a lot of people. You've traveled yeah. abroad, Iceland, most recently Kilimanjaro, which uh, hopefully we'll get to talk a lot about. But how did you uh, kind of get your start in the backpacking world? Because it was my understanding you went to university to become an engineer. Yes, sir. That is correct. I, uh, I had always been a hiker, I guess, growing up and I was in Girl Scouts and my mom would take me hiking and um, she was kind of or is kind of an adventurous spirit herself. Um, so I, I guess when I really learned about through hiking was when I was about five or so and we were on vacation in North Carolina and we were at Newfound Gap and I saw the sign there and, uh, you know, asked her what that was. And she's like, well, that's where crazy people walk from Georgia to Maine. And so that's when the seed was planted anyway. Um, but you know, I didn't, I didn't backpack until my through hike of the AT. So I had gone to college, become an engineer, um, started working for the department of agriculture for a while as an ag engineer, and then worked in the oil field for a while. And I was just like, you know, I'm kind of living life backwards. Like I, I feel like I'm waiting for retirement and I live for the weekend. Um, and I'm playing house with my two dogs. So I'm just going to cash in on the very small retirement I have and go through hikes AT finally. So that's, that's really kind of how, how it happened for me. But yeah, the first, the AT, PCT and CDT were my first three backpacking trips. <laughs> uh, I made a wow between those like I, once i did the at i was like all right triple crowns will be the first three <laughs> that's insane i didn't I, I guess i didn't realize that was the case i i kind of assumed that there were other little things that happened in between there but wow yeah triple crown I was working right off the like bat non-stop in between random jobs trying to you know scrape up funds to go do the next one so there wasn't any time for going out anyway but yeah and then now you you're you're notorious for living simply that's kind of like yeah. something that you talk about a lot. What does that mean? Like, what what do you mean when you say that? Because you talk about that a lot in your videos. What like for people yeah. that are watching right now, maybe have not met you, heard of you before, or seen you for the first time? Yeah. So I um I, I don't I just kind of live below my means. You know, I don't um I don't have a fancy vehicle. Uh, I don't have a fancy house. I'm actually sitting in my boyfriend's house right now. I have an old crusty mill house, you know, like, <laughs> that I've been in and and out of since college, but uh it was my grandparents. They worked at the Opelika mill here in Opelika, Alabama for ever. I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie Norma Ray, but it was filmed there. Um but yeah, so I mean, I just come from simple folks and uh that's kind of it's more I guess important to me to collect memories than stuff you know so i've just never really cared a whole lot about stuff that's very wise you're so that's young awesome. and you're taking this adventurous path you you started the youtube channel like seven years ago yeah it was uh 20 2015 yeah about april of 2015 so yep about it'll be eight years um in april and it was kind of an accident so you know and 
I oftentimes think back on like, man, I wish I had started this sooner because I'm 30, I'll be 37 in April. So I'm on the 40 side of, you know, oh, 30, you're still but, young. Uh, but you're I, young to me, to me, you're young. I'm 49. So it's like, no, you're not. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so like, I look at you and I go, man, I wish I was 36. Well, <laughs> but, awesome. you know, when I was hiking the AT um, of one of my family members, Mountain Goat, he was 18 and he was still not graduated yet. Like he, wow. Trail days, he took off a couple of weeks um, to go home. Well, I think he went home twice, once to go to prom and once to graduate. But he had finished his credits like in December, you know, so he could be on trail. But um, yeah, so I, I was like, man, I wish I had done that when I was 18 <laughs> instead of 28 or 29, however. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody's always like, oh, I wish I had done this sooner or whatever. But the point is, I guess, if you're out there doing it, that's, that's what matters. But yeah, so by happenstance, I um, kind of fell into this because I was going to start a blog. Um, and this girl that I went to engineering school with um, was like, hey, have you thought about doing a vlog? And I said, well, what's a vlog? And she's like, you know, like a, like a video blog, like something on YouTube. And I was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't really do the YouTube, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so she was like, all right, well, uh, I'm tired of, you know, trying to learn how to edit by just messing around with videos of my dog. So if you can send me some footage from the trail, I'll put a video out once a week for you. And I was like, okay, let, let's do this thing. So I guess what I'm saying is even though I'm no longer an engineer, um, if I hadn't taken that path, I'd have never met her and I would have never done this because I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have even started a channel. So um, so, you know, it's sometimes a winding road, but you get to where you should be. Oh. And I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, and I think Jeremiah is going to echo the same thing I'm about to say. Uh, I started training for Kilimanjaro in 2015. That was my first hike was Kilimanjaro. What? Yeah, okay. that was my first big one. And <laughs> so um, that blows yeah. my mind. That's crazy. Yeah. And so so I was watching your videos. There were you and a, like three or four other people I was watching their videos but you were one of the people that I watched when I was training for that. And then my next hike was the Sheltoe Trace. And uh, both of those, I, I I mean, I watched your videos religiously. And I know, Jeremiah, you, you've said the same thing. Am I right? Well, you have no idea the impact that you've had over the last seven, eight years on the backpacking community. Like I have, I was at Red River Gorge one time and my wife and I met this other couple just randomly there and we kind of crisscrossed paths multiple times and you know at the end I don't remember if I was wearing something or had a piece of gear and she had asked me about it and my friend Kristen who I'm friends with to today we were like she was like oh I, I seen that on YouTube I seen that there's this girl her name's Dixie homemade wonderless and I was like no way I've seen all of her videos and then like three oh, years later that's crazy yeah you just you have such a huge impact John's totally right because I mean, I've seen it in the comments over and over. Like Dixie's the reason I started back. Y'all are making me blood. I, I can't see the comments, <laughs> by the way. Just I don't know where I'm supposed to see them at, but just FYI. But but uh, well, thank you. But uh, I mean, I guess I'm like, well, if I can make mistakes and then tell people about like, hey, I made this mistake, then maybe they don't have to make the same mistake. You know, you can learn from somebody else instead of doing all the mess ups yourself. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, good. Uh, I hope I hope it has helped. I hope it has. Well, helped. the comment that just came up just now was. Uh, Mutant Buzz, Dixie, I'm uh, I'm a big fan. You're the reason I started backpacking. So I mean, awesome. um, let's see if we can get that to show up there. There we go. Um, oh, man, that's so cool. 
Yeah. And, that and makes the- me happy because, you know, as cliche and cheesy as it sounds, I'm like, it, I really feel like if everybody could go out and spend like three weeks backpacking, I mean, you can even get the benefits in less time than that. Right. But like, if you could do that, I really think that it would, it would change the world in a big way. It's like people's perspective would be different things that aren't important that everyone thinks is important. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like people would care more about the stuff in their little world that they can actually control instead of stuff out there that we can't control that we grab about and let control us so much, you know, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's awesome. And I think more people get out there and spend time, you know, having to dig a hole and go to the bathroom outside, then the, the better the yeah. world would be. <laughs> well, and honestly, before you, there weren't a lot of female backpackers that were posting stuff online. Right. Not putting and, stuff out there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And and so my little girl, you met her before we started tonight. You know, she she I told her today that Dixie was gonna be on and she freaked out. And so she got to meet you, you know, online today. And I think I told you she walked out and she pumped both of her arms because she That's got to meet it. you tonight, you know. Um what do you feel any pressure with that at all? Like when when people say you're the reason I backpack, I mean that seems that, that's that's a pretty heavy comment. Uh, does yeah. that ever like how do you how do you react to that? I don't know. I mean, I so I really like so I'll do speaking gigs sometimes, and I get to meet people and tell them thank you because I mean if people didn't watch the channel, I couldn't keep doing it. You know, it's it is my job now. Um, but but. So I don't know. I don't take that for granted. I know that every time somebody sits down, they could watch a million things or they could be out backpacking themselves. Like you have very limited time. That's our most precious resource. And so the fact that somebody would spend a little crumb of that, even watching my channel, you know, that means a lot to me. And, and that's why I'm able to do this. So I like being able to meet people and just say, thank you for that. Um, But sometimes it's, it can be intimidating because you know, on, on a video, you're like a 2d thing, you know, mm-hmm. but in, in real life, you're a person, you know, you're a human and, uh, you've got to learn, I'm sure as y'all know, to have thick skin when you put yourself in the spotlight, you've got to, um, learn to roll with the punches and stuff. But I think I've only had one time where somebody was like, kind of, they, they let on to me that they were a little disappointed <laughs> What in me in real life yes so i so this fella um offered to to give us a ride we were on the cdt um and i had to i always have to go home for somebody's graduation in my family it was like when i was through hiking uh so anyway um he gave us a ride to the airport and it was kind of like arranged and uh and we had hiked like 26 miles to get to that spot that day by like two o'clock to get the ride and uh I mean, we got in there and he gave us some snacks and some drinks, you know, we're in like the AC and I'm just sitting there and I'm starting to like, we had talked and everything, but it was, I don't know, three or four hour drive. And I'm like starting to kind of nod off. And he was like, well, I just thought you'd be a little bit more talkative. And I was like, I am so sorry. (laughs) I'm like, I'm a through hiker and I just got into a vehicle. It's like, chill you know we got some music going i ate something like i'm exhausted i'm so sorry you know but it so yeah that was it made me a little sad you know because i let him down i guess but um that's just part of it you you, people have an idea of how you are and and i mean i try to be my realest self you know especially Mm -hmm. on the videos i share the good and the bad and all of it um but but again you know we're all human (laughs) Uh, i'll tell you um we I don't know how well you know him, but Darwin, 
we've had him on and we talked to him a little bit about this and how like once I, I've gotten a tiny taste Okay, yeah, this is like a humble brag, I guess. So I have a YouTube channel as well that I started yes. a few years after yours. And some, Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, one of our buddies, calls it regionally famous. So like I live in Kentucky, <laughs> so you bump into people in Kentucky just because you make videos of stuff that they want to check out because it's regional. And then they're like, well, oh, you know, I looked up XYZ region. Jeremiah's got a video on it. Let me see what it's about and blah, blah, blah. And they might bump into you out there. And he talked about how, like on the uh, Arizona Trail, it's just so, you could you could meet people over and over in one day. And it can really actually hinder your backpacking, not just the experience in general, but like getting miles down. Because when somebody stops, stops and talks to you, then, you, like you said, time is your main resource. And yeah. there is some pressure there to meet the expectation that they have of you and at least take a few minutes because they're kind enough, like you said earlier, to spend a little bit of their time that you're competing right. for, you know, consuming your content. So like I, I remember trail days, you were there and you had a booth set up and I like bumped into you and you were like eating a snow cone. You were just trying, you were just trying to walk back to your booth and still meet people. And I think you're sharpening knives and that kind of stuff. And yes, my friend Patrick was there sharpening up. Yeah, so I was like, man, it's got to be tough. She's standing there all day. All these people want to meet her. There, There's pressure, and I don't know. I just feel like that can kind of consume you, and, and I don't know. How, yeah. how do you deal with it? Trail days was um, – <clears throat> that one was pretty intense, and uh, – intense. <laughs> you know, camping. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was, uh, uh you know, uh, but again, it's that thing where, especially at trail days, you know, you're there, you set up a booth, like you're, you are like, Hey, I am open to speak to people, you know? So that's part of it. Um, but, uh, I lost my voice, you know, that was, uh, crazy. And, and I, I remember at one point I was, I was like, okay, I just need a break. Um, and I went to sit in a tent of uh, my tent behind the booth and, uh, and I was just like laying there just, you know, I hadn't eaten yet. I don't know. It was probably like two of the days I didn't eat until like two o'clock and it was cause somebody ran and got me something. I'm not, compl like I said, I'm not complaining cause I was there for this purpose. Right. Um, but I'm in the little tent just trying to chill out. And this lady literally comes and pops her head in my tent. It's oh, like, Dixie, God. Hey. And I was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> my head in your front door you would probably not love it you know that that I didn't like knock first so I don't know um but yeah I, I mean I get it it's it's part of it but uh on trail you know I love it when when people say hey um and a lot of times especially if I'm alone I'm like a I, I'm a people person you know I like my alone time too but so if I can run into somebody and have a conversation you know it's it's pretty cool um but I guess the thing is it, it's it's still a strange dynamic because to me, like we're just both hikers, you know what I mean? We're just both, I just happened to record mine and put it out there, but like anybody could do that. Anybody could right. record what they're doing and put it out there too. So, so to me, I'm just like, no, we're both just hikers hanging out. Like, it's not like that. Just, you know, yes, you know a little bit more about me than I know about you, but like we both stink right now, you know? So, um, yeah. so I guess that's the only thing to me that sometimes it's like, I don't 
feel special, you know, so it's okay. Like I'm, we can just hang out and talk, you know, it's not a thing. So anyway. Well, I know, I know our podcast, one of the things that Jeremiah and I have said from the beginning is we want to be the podcast that the hiker who's out hiking like a 20 mile day in rain and one foot mud and just miserable they can turn on our podcast and laugh for an hour and just yeah. kind of lift that's their spirits the that's kind of our goal we're not yeah. we're not that like hard hitting topics kind of like podcast we're we're our whole thing has always been let's let's make people smile um what would you say like if you were to think about your channel like with what you do what is your goal what is it you're trying to accomplish uh when you're doing these videos that getting people out there, you know, getting, getting mm -hmm. people to get out there. And if they're not able to, for some reason, then it's like, so the informational videos, of course, is, you know, I want people to learn. I want them to see, like, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. You have to cover your basics of what you need to live out in the woods and the, and the confidence that comes with that and the things that, you know, I mean, you go back to work Monday and you're like, whoa, I was like a wild animal this weekend, you know, and none of these coworkers have any idea what this is all about. But there's something to that. There's some confidence in that. And um, so I guess just getting people to, like I said, shift their perspective and realize what's important in life and what's not and get in touch with our roots as a human, you know. Um, but then the videos that are me out there, I guess, also try and encourage folks like, hey, get out and have this as your own experience. Um, but for the folks who can't, for some reason, I love to try to find out, you know, you tell somebody, Hey, it's cold out here. I'm miserable, but like, I want to show them, I want to show them how can I make them feel almost cold sitting on their couch, you know? Um, so that's, I guess, a different part of it. I guess I have two purposes <laughs> to yeah. try to bring the trail to them and also to try to get them to get out on the trail. Well, let me let me cut in real quick. We got a bunch of super chats right off the beginning here. I want to go ahead and get those out there so you guys can see those. Uh, MK Ultra Hiking and Gear Review, one of the funniest channels. He's on hilarious. Uh, John Jeremiah Dixie, you three are the main reasons why I started the channel. So thank you. Oh, thank that's you. Awesome. That's awful nice. Uh, Delta Safari Dixie, do you think hiking Alabama is underrated? I I mean Alabama is called Alabama the Beautiful. Um, but I do feel like it could have been like Montana, the beautiful, like I get it. We're not like Montana or, you know, some other epic state, Colorado. Um, but you know, I, I do think that there are certainly some gems in Alabama, especially North Alabama. Um, the Pinhoti trail has a lot of pretty spots on it, especially around Chiha mountain. Um, yeah. but you know, I, so I don't know that I, I don't, I'm not going to lie and say, oh yeah, it's one of the top destinations in you know the 50 states or anything but uh i certainly think there are some beautiful areas and i was almost embarrassed you know i had done the triple crown before i ever did the pinhoti trail i'm like man i should have spent more time in my home state like i didn't even realize what we had right here so um i think it's probably prettier than people realize but you know yeah i wouldn't say it's like the top 10 states to hike in or anything well chiha mountain surprised me I yeah. got to hike that, and it was I was genuinely surprised. And Jeremiah got to hike in the Sipsy Wilderness. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, Sipsy's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, I'm planning on going there this North, year. Northeast Alabama. I mean, all all of North Alabama is gorgeous, you know. But um, yeah, right around here where I live, it's just the plains. Like, <laughs> we got cows, you know. <laughs> so fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Carlson Adventures says, uh, "Hey, Dixie, ran into you at Pictured Rocks last year in the parking lot." Thanks for taking time for a quick chat and pictures. Yes. 
Yes, yes, I remember that. That's another amazing trail that's short and that people can go knock out. You got to book it ahead of time, but but yes, that, it is beautiful up there. I got to do that in twenty one, and it was awesome. It is awesome. Uh, Jess is the coolest, according to RJ Hikes. <gasps> hey so, RJ, he's one of my patrons. RJ's the coolest. That's awesome. Michael Sakowicz says Sheba dog laughing slightly while blushing and covering his mouth with one arm. <laughs> I, I guess a Shiba Inu. I think that's a meme. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He means a meme. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then uh, Tangent Trails says Dixie, do you have plans to return to the San Juans and do the CDT red line you had to miss due to the 416 fire? I would love to do that. And also, I have unfinished business in Glacier in Montana on the CDT for sure. So, yeah, there, there's some of those things that are still on the list. Um, to to fill in you know it's like officially it's done but it's it's like i still have unfinished business yeah that makes sense and then the finally lisa williams says hi dixie john and jeremiah hi lisa hey. hello lisa yes that's another yeah lisa's awesome she's another patron y'all have that's, patreon right uh i'm just looking at getting not, started we're we're thinking about it. We that was something actually we're talking about right now because we've had a lot of people ask how to support the channel and we honestly don't know right now. So yeah, y'all probably do need to it. figure that one out. Yeah, y'all should. You can do like one extra little podcast a month or something. You know, something something valuable. I do um, one little thing that I do is uh, out like an outtakes video. A lot of my mess ups and stuff. Um, so that gets compiled for the patrons once a month. So you know, oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so now, now it's my turn. Jeremiah, you're done. Okay. Just sit and chill a little bit. <laughs> okay. um, let's really talk Kilimanjaro because I was so excited when I saw you were doing Kilimanjaro because um, Kilimanjaro is what got me started into backpacking. And it, it wasn't really a backpacking trip. It was kind of like a luxury backpacking trip. But uh, I mean, man. people say that, but it kicked my butt. Like, Oh, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, when you get to the – I tell people all the time that uh, when I got to the top of that, I cried like a baby. Uh, like same, uh, yeah. On the way up, like I cried. I cried some at night. I cried. Basically, when I get around fourteen thousand, tears are gonna fall. <laughs> so. It it was so funny because when I don't know what you what was the the group you went through. What was the organization you used? Uh, Peak Planet. Peak Planet. Okay, I used Climb Killy. Okay. Um, and and they sent out this information packet, and in the packet it said. When you get to the top, some people feel uh, so much emotion that they begin to cry. And I remember laughing at that because I was like, why would you cry? Yeah. Because you got to the top of a mountain. It's the stupidest thing I ever heard. And I was part of a group that was raising money to build wells in Ethiopia. Oh, and so we awesome. all had to raise like $7,000 each wow. to, to do this. And if we didn't, they were going to take it out of our bank accounts. So like we had to sign this agreement that we are going to raise the money when we did this. And so I get to the top and I, I you know, that last mile sucks. Like, Oh yeah. That last mile sucks. Like, yep. and I don't know what it was like your day. I know it was cold, but the day I was up there, it was 30 mile an hour winds, negative 30 wind chill. And I'm hiking this mile and everything's a false peak. Everything's a yep. false peak. And I remember I saw the sign. And when I saw the sign, all the names of people started popping into my head that had supported me. And by the time I got to that like final step across where you're on the peak, I fell apart. I, oh, <laughs> it was like it was one of those moments. Yeah. And so <laughs> when I'm watching your video, like 
everything you were going through, I remember like the diamox and the tingly fingers and the, yep. you know, all the things. What my question for you is, what was the biggest takeaway from Kilimanjaro? Like, what was the thing that you'll take away from that? And it, it just will stick with you. Honestly, the uh, the porters. I mean, I, 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 they completely blew me away because, you know, I knew they were there doing their jobs or whatever, but like, you can't either they're really good actors or they actually care about the yeah. people who, because I never, it was strange to be so tended to. I don't know if you felt that way, but like I would honestly, um, I didn't know any better. Well, that's true. <laughs> it's like the first trip I'd ever done. I was like, man, if that's this is backpacking, this is the easiest thing you'll ever do in your whole life. <laughs> Well, I mean, I just like, I'm so used to, if, oh, oh, there's a monkey. I want to capture it. You know, then I just throw my trekking poles down. Cause you can try to prop them up. They're going to fall down anyway. So I just, I just throw them down. And, uh, but then somebody's like running to pick them up. So then I'm feeling guilty about throwing my trekking poles down. Cause then somebody's running to pick them up or, you know, like, uh, it's just, I, I never had been so fussed over. And, uh, so it was a little weird at first to kind of get used to that. But then just, I mean, they're strong. Like you think you're tough. Holy crap. I, I, I saw some going down to get water and flip flops, you know, and carrying a bucket on their head. I'm just like, I, and it's I like just, 35 degrees out and they're doing that. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I mean, it just blew my mind how strong they were, how determined they were. And then how encouraging they were, especially on summit night. Um, you know, I, I was like crying, like walking and just like, you know, not, Nobody else knew I was crying, but I was crying. And like, and it was like, th somehow they telepathically knew, oh, the group's ready for some encouragement, you know? And then they're Jumbo, Jumbo, Juana, like singing. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I really don't want to hear this song right now, but also I needed this song right now. I need this song, yeah. Just all of that stuff. And I still have that song stuck in my head. I don't know how long it takes for it to go away, but like those songs are there. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's my, my, my big takeaway is just, um, that experience and, and, and seeing them and then how excited they were when, you know, we, um, announced the tips, which that was a, a weird dynamic too, you know, like you're announcing to them the tips that they've received on this trip or whatever. And, but they, you know, it's like this celebration and, and they were like falling down. Cause you know, we just went, they give you the range, like, okay, this, Porter typically makes 70 to a hundred dollars or whatever. And so, you know, we just went with everybody the highest end of the range because everybody was so awesome to us. And, uh, and it's something you decide as a group for those of y'all who don't know, but, um, so, I mean, we were announcing it because they were just so blown away that all of us had gone with the, the top that they were like falling down and stuff. So, you know, I was excited and happy for them, but also it made me sad, you know, because it's so, uh, impoverished. And so anyway, it was just, the porters. The porters will always stick with me. Well, sure. and I cheated on the porters. Not cheated on the porters. I cheated on, on one of my tips. Um, so before I went on that trip, I had a muscle that got caught under my scapula, under my shoulder blade. Oh, my God. And it had happened training for Kilimanjaro. I was doing a stair climber every day. And because that's all you're doing. You're literally climbing up the entire time. Yeah. There's no, like, you have occasional downs, but you're mostly just going up the whole time. Right. Um, and so – I trained that way and I, I kept my hands on, on the, on the rails, I guess on the stair climber. And apparently because I was doing it for an hour at a time, by the end, that muscle got tense and popped itself up under my scapula. Oh. And I went and got like deep tissue massages and everything. They could not get that thing out. 
And so when I first got on Kilimanjaro, I was kind of struggling with that. Well, I don't know which night it was. It just popped back out and it felt great. Oh, yeah. Until summit night. And it oh. kicked back up under there again. No. And so one of the porters, he, he saw me and he could tell I was in pain. Yeah. He could just tell. He looked at me and goes, are you going to be okay? I was like, I'll make it. He goes, that's oh, not yeah, what I like asked. He goes, that's not what I asked. He said, are you okay? I said, man, I'll be all right. He takes my backpack from me, puts it on his back and says, I will carry this for you. And he carried my backpack for me, knowing how much pain I was in and knowing that I wanted to get to the top. And there were other things that happened that, and this is your interview, so we're not going to talk about it, but (laughs) I'm with you on the porters. I'm with you on the porters. They were awesome. He ended up with a $200 tip all by himself. Because, awesome. because there was no chance I wasn't gonna like I would have I might have made it, but it would have been a lot more miserable. Yeah, and he made it so much easier. Um, and like and he didn't so, have to. Yeah, no, he didn't, he didn't have, have to. to. Yeah, but he wanted to. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like, and I mean, okay, you know, somebody devil's advocate could say, well, he knew that maybe he'd get a tip for it. You're like, okay, maybe so, but that's also a gamble to tote somebody else's pack all the way up to the top. I don't know. It's just. It, they want to do whatever they have to, to make sure that you're successful within, you know, reason, like not to where you're going to be a risk and die up there or something, but like other, otherwise, you know, um, and I saw a woman being ran down the mountain, um, on a porter's back. Like he was just running, you yeah. know, and she like passed out on his back. But, um, you know, I mean, they don't have to do that. They could be like, Oh, sorry, lady RIP, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. but here he's like frantically trying to get to the, down the mountain. Like you can't fake that. You cannot fake that. So no, you can't, you're right. And, and let's be honest. How awesome was it every morning when they showed up with that tray with coffee and hot chocolate? Yeah. I had a redneck <laughs> mocha every morning. It was awesome. The hot chocolate coffee. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And and they knew your name. So I would, and I, I had, I had forked out a little extra cause I wanted a tent to myself. Yeah. I snore really bad and I know it and I didn't want to ruin well, anybody else's trip. Of you. Yeah. So I got my own tent and every morning I'd hear zip and I hear Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> and they bring in the stuff and it was just awesome. And uh, so, yeah, the porters, absolutely incredible. Absolutely. I recorded incredible. one of them saying good morning. And uh, <laughs> so I, I said I was going to set that as my alarm on my phone so that I could wake up to good morning. <laughs> I love it. There, uh, yeah. The I coffee was in the morning awesome i was gonna tell you uh i watched the video and i love the homage at the end of the porters was that your idea to put it in the video i didn't know if you had an editor that helps you or what so i do have somebody that edits for me because if we're being honest like if i had to edit i would take my face out like i can't i don't i don't like you don't like hearing your voice i don't like seeing my face you know so i would just cut it all out so uh thankfully yes i have um a dude that's been editing for me since sometime after the AT. Um, but, uh, anyhow, I, I let him, he has creative control. You know, uh, I say that I capture the colors and then he paints the masterpiece, but of course, if I want something in there, but it, I, he reads my mind pretty much now. Yeah. And so I did this thing where I asked all of them like, Hey, can I take a picture of you? And I guess it's, it was kind of, sneaky but i got a video clip instead of a picture oh, you smart and girl. so i and so i had the idea because i once you know i fell in love with them like i knew that i was definitely going to talk about them and i figured you know that would probably be how the video would end and mm. um 
so I, I had that idea, like, well, I have to have them. I have to capture them, but I wanted to capture them smiling, you know? And if you tell somebody, I'm going to get a video clip of you smiling. Like as soon as somebody thinks they're being videoed, they're super awkward. Yeah, you know, I, yep. I, me included, like I can be on this side of the camera. Don't point it at me though. <laughs> but, uh, anyhow, so I just asked them, can I take your picture? And they said, yes. And so I was like, all right, one, two, three, smile, you know, so I'd get them smiling. And uh, <laughs> that's awesome. It was a good touch. So, yeah. You You did well yeah. with that. I also had, uh, you're welcome. I also had another question about Kilimanjaro. So I noticed them monitoring your oxygen levels and I had never seen that before. And then you had like a little finger monitor too. Was that something that you brought just to keep up with and, and check on yourself (laughs) versus do they make you leave if they think that your levels are getting too low? So that's a great question. Um, I did bring a pulse oximeter just because I wanted to do it at the top. I wanted to see how low my oxygen could be, you know, and I'm like, if it's ever going to be low, it's going to be up there. But just the rush of everything, I I forgot all about checking it um, up top. But I did check it when I got back to base camp and it was in the 80s, which that was the lowest I had ever seen it. But um, but anyway, no, they do health checks every night or every evening um, around dinner time. I, I assume your group was the same way. They probably, did they do health checks on you, John? Actually, no. They didn't. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. When you did that, I was like, wow, that's new. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. And maybe they didn't do that with us. Maybe all groups don't do it. I don't know, but they did. That was um, their thing. But they told us because my heart rate was the highest of everybody's in the group. Like it was above 100, even resting. It was like 107 or 110, you know, um, but then when I was up and walking around camp, it was in the one twenties. And then during the day it was like one fifties, one sixties. So I was a little stressed about that. You know, those are weird numbers for me. Um, but I felt fine. And that's what they kept saying. It's, it's more in how you feel and less about the numbers. Um, so they would ask you, you know, how are you feeling on a scale of one to 10? Um, what, it, what color is your urine? How much water have you drank today? Are yeah. Diamox, you know, yada, yada. Are you having bowel movements? So they, they check everything. Um, but they said, you know, they've seen people with oxygen levels that are pretty low, but if they feel good, it's fine. And they've also seen people whose numbers are in the complete normal range, but they feel terrible and they have to leave. So, um, so yeah, I was a little worried with the numbers being high. They were going to be like, nope, can't summit. But thankfully that's not the case. So <laughs> now you're somebody who's hiked some high miles, high mile days, right? Hike, yes. Upper 20s. Have you hiked in the 30s and 40s or anything like that? My biggest or? day was on the PCT, but it was um, Hat Rim Creek area, so it was flat. Okay. Uh, I planned well for it, but I wanted to do a 24-hour challenge just to see, like, how much I could do. I remember and that. So, yeah, it was, like, 61 point something mile – or no, yeah, like like 61 miles to the road from where we started. And I didn't think I'd get all that, but then I did. Yeah. And so I just – went up to 62 and then turned around and came back to the road. But yeah, so 62 was my biggest day, but like a normal day, uh, you know, upper twenties is normal. So how awkward was it with the pole, pole, slow hiking? (laughs) (laughs) Like seriously, I, I mean, all the hiking I did training for that, they, they said like everything they said is you need to be about a 15 minute mile on average if you can. And that was like a really smart place to be at to do Kilimanjaro. So that's what I pushed for the whole time. Then I get on trail and they're like, you're hiking too fast. Slow down. Yeah. I mean, but what I was mean, that like when they did that? It w- Yeah. I, 
there were times where it was a little aggravating or, or even it was just aggravating to hear it. I'm like, can we yeah. not say it anymore? But honestly, on summit day, I was like, yes, pole, pole, because if you go any faster, I'm going to fall over, you know? Um, but I, we were also just recovering from COVID, like going up there. So it was, it was like COVID, you know, five days, I think is the recommended time now. And we were traveling on like the seventh day or something, you know what I mean? So it was, it was, I'm like, really of all times to get it, but at least we were still able to go, but then to be probably body still recovering. So I I wish I had known what it was like to do it, not recovering, but you know, so it was tough and I was really glad for Polo Polo on the way up that last day. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it's still awkward though. Cause it's like, okay, almost like the wedding pace, you know, like one step. Yeah. Yeah one step feet together <laughs> yeah i show people videos of us walking and they're just like did you really hike that slow and it's but like you're yeah you can't breathe yeah so. i had i had one of the the porters tell me that where the bathroom was he goes here follow me i'll show you and he just takes off running and so not <laughs> thinking i went after him and i'm jogging on at sixteen thousand feet Yep. And we get to the bathroom and I almost can't like get in. I'm about to black out because I can't breathe anymore. And so <laughs> like the whole pole, pole thing, I was like, oh, this is stupid. We're walking so yeah. slow. And then that day I was like, okay, I'm good. Pole, pole the rest of the way. I'm not, yep. I'm not arguing. I'm not complaining. Nothing. When you push it, you see like, okay, yep. This is, this is why you said that. Yeah. Elevations, sure. everything. We got some more super chats in here. Right. Uh, you're going to love this one. Uh, are the, are the TJR? Saying War Eagle. Yay! Oh. War Eagle. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Corey, I'm, I'm not even going to try and pronounce your name, Corey, because I don't want to butcher it, but it says Dixie is the reason so many of us have hit the trail. Yep. Hey, Corey. And then that's, Amy, that's Amy awesome. Napier, this is awesome. Dixie, thanks for everything. My son has autism, and your videos help him understand our backpacking trips and reduce any anxieties. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. And that's awesome that y'all are getting him out there for sure. Absolutely. I can Absolutely. Well, I know Jeremiah has some questions for you because he's got a hike yeah. coming up. And he, yeah. I told him, he said he had to get out of my way during Kilimanjaro. But now, Jeremiah, <laughs> the floor is back to yours again. <sighs> Ask your questions. Well, I mentioned that you have backpacked abroad some. Iceland. Yes. And uh, Which the volcano footage was awesome. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that was that was bucket list item for sure. That was crazy. Well, you also did the Camino de Santiago. And the, for people that don't know, it's basically a pilgrimage across Spain. And uh, yes. my wife and I, we actually had saw your videos. And we're like, man, that would be awesome. Because she has backpacked with me some here and there. And she's not really super into the camping style backpacking, but she'll still go because she loves me. And <laughs> she said, well, we watched Dixie's videos and it looked like there was wine. It looks like there was good food. It looked like there was a shower, which is totally different than our experiences back th- backpacking through the backcountry in the U.S. So we decided, like, I don't, this has been a few years ago now, to do it. And then COVID hit. And so we had to put the plans on hold. So we literally were just like, well, looks like it's going to be a while. Well, I am a 
a high school math teacher, and my wife is a middle school math teacher. So we have summers off, and we decided, well, this summer, let's go ahead and uh, try doing it. So, That's awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited. I booked our flights. We're planning to fly into Paris and maybe spend a few nights there. So I think that we will start and do the French way. And I was wondering, first of all, if there's one big piece of advice for people that are interested in doing this trail, but they're from the U.S., what what would you kind of give them? Um, well, I would say, first of all, good thing, I think, that you're going into Paris because, like, might as well and go see some of that stuff. That's what my sister and I did. And my sister's the same way. She does. She's not interested in going to the bathroom in the woods. And, uh, I basically conned her into doing it cause I told her there was the wine fountain. And so she was like, definitely down for that. Um, and at the time she wasn't 21. So here in the U S she couldn't legally have alcohol, but there she could. So, uh, so anyway, um, she was, yeah, she was really excited for all of that. But, uh, I mean, when I was doing the research, being in the Facebook groups, helped, you know, just seeing people, what questions they had and everything. Um, I would say when you're in France and when you're in Spain, try to, um, know some of the basic language. I mean, obviously you're not going to be fluent if you're not already, but, um, you know, just knowing some of the, uh, the basic words and at least trying helps. Um, but sometimes, you know, having Google translate is very useful, uh, there are times where it can also embarrass you because um, <laughs> it might mean the wrong thing from what you think it does. But uh, but yeah, so I guess that's really how I first started was joining the Facebook groups um, and just trying to read blogs and stuff like that. I have videos out there. Um, yeah, you got, whole, you got a whole uh, library that basically documents you and your sister's trip where y'all actually kept going. You got to the end of the French way, right? And then you're like, well, let's see. Yes. see. Yeah. We went to Santiago and then, yeah, a lot of people, um, you know, continue to the coast. Uh, you don't, you know, you don't have to, you know, and actually I can't remember, um, to get your certificate, you only have to do like a certain piece of the end of it. Like you don't even have to start at, um, the, the French or the border of Spain and France, you don't have to start there. You, if you do like, what is it like the last hundred kilometers or something? Yeah. I, I don't remember. You get like the same certificate, but you know, of course we wanted to do all of it. Um, but, but yeah, so I think continuing on and being able to say that you walk the whole distance of Spain is cool. So we wanted to be able yeah, to, to brag awesome. on that. <laughs> well, what does your sister you walk think across of, an entire country? That's, uh, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. What does your sister think about sleeping in the, uh, the hostels? Uh, she was okay with that. She handled the bathrooms better than I did. Like, man, I have a thing with certain noises, like slurping and like, <laughs> Oh, I mean, everyone has their thing, but yes, it's so bad. It's so bad. Like my, 
when I know I'm going to be with a group of folks eating spaghetti or, or soup or like coffee, slurping. Oh my gosh. I just it's, cringe. <laughs> yes, it's like, I feel anger, but I'm working on it because I understand that it's my problem and not anybody else's. So like you're turning green as we sit here. It's kind yes, of it's, but so, um, you know, eating is one thing, but like hearing everybody's bathroom noises, like brushing their teeth, like everybody's gag reflexes and the, you know the food that didn't agree with their stomachs and you know some of these bathrooms are like men and women together in europe um which you just deal with it you know that's what it is but um so just some mild cultural differences you know that were were interesting but um so yeah she handled all of that better than i did but i think the worst part and i don't mean to scare you off because it's it's an experience you know it's just like with backpacking they're good and bad things and with this there there are too embrace Um, the suck embrace the suck suck. and like getting to meet people you know it was really cool to sit down at a dinner table and to have so many people from different countries you know in the in on trails in the u.s you might run into a few people here and there that are from other countries on on through hacks but on that trail you know the majority of the people were not from the u.s so it was really cool to to sit around and i think we had to tell a joke I think it was told in like three different languages around a table because, you know, like this person might speak English and French and this one speaks French and German. So it was like the joke got translated multiple times. And then finally we all had a big laugh, you know, but, um, so I, I, some of that was really neat to me, but, um, the bed bugs at the hostels are probably, mm. that's, that's what I wanted to ask you about. I'd heard rumors about the bed bugs. Yeah. Let's hear yeah, it. You want to share got- a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. We got bed bugs. Um, my sister got the worst of it. Um, she, <laughs> she, I guess they were like with her, you know, they didn't just like bite her in the bed and then stay. Um, so we were going down the trail and she had some bites, but there were like more bites coming throughout the day while we were walking. Mm. So is that so obvious? Feel- I've never had bed bugs, so I, I didn't know what the symptoms. Yeah, I hadn't either. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you're like, it's like flea bites or something, you know, you just mm-hmm. have these bites that are itchy and, uh, I can, compare, and, I compare it to like chiggers. Yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever dealt with chiggers before? Yeah, that, that is probably yeah. more appropriate. Yeah. More comparable, but, um, yeah, that's not fun. And so I only had a couple, but she had like the, the notorious, like three bites in a row kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, they just kept multiplying during the day. So I was like, we have to handle this. Like we can't go to another albergue, but what do you do? You know, now you've, you know, you have bed bugs, you know, you stayed somewhere that has bed bugs. You have to have somewhere to sleep for the night. But if you go in a place and you're like, Oh, by the way, I have bed bugs. Like they're like, and you can keep moving, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, they really should create these little, pop-up booths where like they have a shower they do your laundry and like steam your gear or something and then let you continue on about your day because if they had that stuff we'd have got one but um so what we did is we got a private room at it was like an actual town that had a hotel thankfully and uh we stopped by a clothing store um and got a change of clothes and tied them up. We didn't try them on, you know, we tied them up in the plastic bag. We purchased them in and we went to the hotel room. We put our packs in the bathtub. Um, anything that was like cloth or, or could be hosed down. Thankfully this water was so hot that it would like burn you coming out of the faucet. And we just like hosed everything down and 
the heat kills them. So we could see them like floating on the top of the water. We showered, put on the clean clothes, you know, so we just tried to do the best we could. And um, we put anything that could be infected with them in our pack liners and then Mm. took it to a laundromat the next day and washed and dried everything, you know? So I feel like we did the best that we could to try to not spread it. Um, and you know, that's just kind of, it's all you really can do. So, um, but they have spray at pharmacies, uh, but mixed reviews on that. So I would just say everything that you can steam or heat somehow do that. And, but hopefully you won't get them, but you could. How did you avoid them the rest of the trip? I mean, I know it's kind of blind luck. You might stay at a albergue that has them and then that's just kind of the the bite. But I I would say, um, you know, at first we were real good about checking the mattresses and a lot of the mattresses will even have like a little rubber covering type thing Mm -hmm. so that they don't infest. Um, But I would say check all of the mattresses because, I mean, it could be a really clean place and they like we went and stayed somewhere else, you know, I mean, somebody else could too and not know they have it or not know how to handle it or, you know, whatever. Um, so I would say check the mattresses for sure. I got you. Uh, we got a little lax. John, you, uh, got other super chats you need to hit us with here. We don't just have super, I'm going to read the super chats first, but then I'm going to read some of the comments because there've been some fantastic comments going on in here. Um, first off, Stanley, uh, Stanley Tam, said, what mask did you use to train for the hike? Did you do an elevation mask when you trained? Because I know I did. I did. I started doing that. And then I was like, is this actually doing something? You know, and so I read the articles because honestly, I was even trying to like work out with it on and stuff. Um, and I started reading and you'd have to look it up. I can't remember the exact science behind it. But basically what I read is it might make your lungs stronger, but it doesn't actually change the way that you would handle being at higher elevations. So anyway, basically I read that it was not going to help that much. So I quit using it, but I did read, um, that those tents, like hypoxico tents, the tents that you could put around your bed, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're somebody who actually gets like eight hours of sleep at night, um, then you could, nice. uh, yeah, it's like this, right. (laughs) It's like this little generator that actually reduces the amount of oxygen in the tent. So while you're sleeping, um, you're, you know, acclimating. So yeah, but I I got a a mask from Academy, but I I read that maybe it doesn't do what you think it does, but if nothing else, it might help you with the feeling of not being able to get enough. It got the police called on me. (laughs) I was, I was hiking through my neighborhood and I had my backpack on fully loaded was wearing the mask and just walking (laughs) through my neighborhood, just trying, you know, training and a bunch of families, called the police said there's this weird man with a backpack and a strange mask on walking through our neighborhood <laughs> and so the police came up and i had to explain what was going on and did you uh, leave the they, mask on when you were explaining no i did take the mask <laughs> off you know but the guy had like there's blue lights behind me and i'm going and i had headphones in so i couldn't hear anything so i just noticed there's like a flash of light behind me like what is going and i turn around there's a cop like following me and yeah houses had been calling there's a strange man walking around the neighborhood in a weird mask and so I had to explain them what it was, and then uh, they explained to the families. Then people started coming out and asking me questions about Kilimanjaro, so that was fun. <laughs> You're like, no, you called the law on me. Yeah, no. I hate every one of you. Um, <laughs> so Jose says, Shiva dog shaking his hips saying thank you. Oh, another Shiva he knew. <laughs> so, and then, uh, that's, that's great. Rusty then says, thank you, Dixie, for all the great videos. They helped me during COVID especially and were helpful 
when I didn't know how to get into backpacking. Awesome. So that's really cool. And then, yeah, um, so I was living in Colorado and all the folks there come out of the womb, like knowing how to rock climb, mm -hmm. but I came from Alabama and, you know, didn't get into that stuff. So it was, it, that was one thing that when I started the channel, I was like, I want people to know that this is something they can do tomorrow. Like yep. you don't have to be an expert or anything. Like you can literally get the things you need and go outside and do this tomorrow. You know, it's not, um, it's not like that. Cause it was so hard to get into a, a crowd of folks out there because you know, if you don't, if you weren't skiing since you were two years old, then they didn't have time for you. you know? so. right. Yep. Yep. And then we got, this is great. Uh, bed bugs are comparable to Satan as an organism. <laughs> and, and then, yeah. and then the conversation about Jeremiah's hair kicks in. Oh my So how does gosh. Jeremiah fit headphones under his hair? Hey, that's great hair. That's great hair. It and makes then, me think of uh, George Clooney, you know, in uh, a brother where up there. How's my hair? There it's it all, is. There it is. You that pomade. It's, it's always um, the people with that are lacking in the hair that makes fun of my hair. I will say. Oh. Shots fired. fired. Oh man, he doesn't have a forehead either. He has like five head like me. <laughs> um, so everyday backpacker says, uh, uh, review the headphones are attached to the hair. Oh yeah. Everyday backpacker They're attached knows. to the hair. To which uh, MK Ultra responded with Jeremiah's hair just called me and tried to get me to invest in Goldman Sachs. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> you guys oh, are funny. I'm so sorry, Dix. I'm so sorry, Dixie. You they, have to put up with this stuff. They, I oh, <laughs> hey, I love hanging out with y'all. This is great. <laughs> y'all let me come back sometime. I do want to. I, I would love to. Oh, well, we're gonna have to. Like we're gonna have to. Friends. Like I've known you for a while now. Well, well yeah, we're best friends. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna invite you over for Christmas this year. It's gonna be great. Okay, um, it's gonna be fantastic. So, I'll okay. bring the corn casserole. All right. Okay. It's got it's jalapenos happening. in it. It's like shoe peg corn. It's not like regular yellow corn. Nobody wants that. It's like shoe peg corn, cream cheese, jalapenos. Just we'll throw in some bourbon now, balls. I have to like bring in some bourbon balls yeah, from Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. There we go. Okay. There we go. My wife's from Eastern Kentucky. She'll bring the ham. So we'll be, we were ready to go, man. It's going to be awesome. Perfect. <laughs> now we do need to ask you a certain question. And I warned you about this in advance, which you yes. took, you were like, I'm not even worried about this, but <laughs> Dixie, everybody's wanting to know. And it's been, it, it's been in the comments the whole, entire hour. When is Dixie going to answer the question? Somebody actually put this on your, I think on your community page on YouTube that you're going to have to answer <laughs> the question. Yes. And the question is, do you have a good poop story? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a, I mean, I don't know what can comprises good, you know, but yes, I, have some, <laughs> some stories. But I guess can could I like, can I cheat and just share like three little tidbits of things that happen or that I find interesting? We're, we're not going to tell the you no. Is so yours. yeah, okay. do whatever you want. All right. So first of all, one of the most interesting things, to me um <clears throat> situations in the woods is like you go you dig the hole you go and then before you even have time to wipe one of those big dung beetles is like like a helicopter <laughs> like digs in so i don't know if that's happened to anybody else but that's always made me crack up um, also one time i went to the bathroom this was i believe this yeah this was in sipsy um and i noticed like I had something on my shoes. I don't know how I managed it, but I doo-dooed on my shoelaces oh. and it was like getting on other stuff. So that's pretty disgusting. 
And then the last one, and probably the most disgusting one, is um, I, I set my pack at a campsite on the PCT in somebody else's crap. And I didn't realize until the next morning I had put my pack on and it was like on all on my hip belt, like in the clip on my hands. Oh. And, you know, yeah, yeah, that's pretty terrible. So if, if you're listening right now, please go to the YouTube video and look at mine and Jeremiah's faces from that, that story. So disgusting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty gross. I hope whoever that was has diarrhea today. Like, I hope, <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody in the world had a good day except for that person who dumped me outside my tent where I did all over my hands and couldn't wash my hands. So, yeah. Well, you mentioned That's Skirka. Hilarious. You mentioned Skirka before the show, and he had set his tent up in somebody else's poop. Some people, for some reason, they'll go in these convenient spots, but you don't need to go where other people are going to set a tent up or take yes. a break. And yeah, I there's... understand, like, things happen sometimes, emergencies, but just clean up after yourself. Like, just clean it up so that I don't have to wear it, you know, or nobody else. Like, oh. I, I have this campsite at the Red River Gorge here in Kentucky. It's There's the Gray's Arch parking lot, and there's a, there's a campsite, just this nice little campsite that's right near um, – right near the camp the the parking lot so if i get there late at night i could just hike 100 yards and there's a campsite and i was all excited i got there one night it was dark i went to set up and right under where i was going to hang my hammock <sighs> big old pile of human feces just sitting there and the toilet paper sitting next to it oh, and i'm thinking to myself here like yeah. There's a bathroom like a hundred yards away at the parking. Yeah, there, there's literally a, a toilet here, like just pit toilets here. Why aren't you using those? And and yeah, it, I don't understand it. I don't think I'll yeah. ever get it. Yeah, it, it's it's confusing. I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, and aren't you afraid somebody's gonna see you just right there in the open like that? You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, Dixie. I have to tell you something though. The first time I ever had to poop on trail, I was hiking the Sheltoe Trace. Okay. And I was hiking on a dirt road. And there were fences on either side of the road, and you couldn't go to either one of those places because they were private property. Mm -hmm. And I'm on a dirt road, and I had to go, and there was no stopping. Yeah. So I just squatted over a ditch and prayed nobody came because that's all I had. And I was like, if anybody comes, they're going to see the worst thing they've ever seen in their entire life. And <laughs> a man with a tail. It's just, <laughs> there it is. So, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is sometimes. But no. in those situations, that's not the case. The Florida Trail there, I, I I was on a long road walk and that happened. But I mean, there was like a shrub type thing that I could like try to at least, you know, have the illusion of being hidden because it's like, well, if I can't see you, then you can't see me, you know, so. So well, it does I felt, happen. It does I felt happen. sorry for the ladies on Kilimanjaro because they had to go wait till you. There was a big enough rock they could go hide because yeah. it's there's no place to hide for most of that no, hike. No, there's really not. And oh, my gosh, there are a lot of surface dumps out there. Yeah, there are because there's really nothing else you can do because it's rock. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they yeah. don't even try to put a rock on it or anything, though. But no. And while no. we're talking about poop, uh, let's address a couple pieces of technology. I'm curious to get uh, Dixie's take on here. One okay. is a bidet. You have any experience with the bidet? I don't, but I'm going to because if for no other reason, so I can like give right here, like give my opinion on it because sure. I've, I've never. Yeah, I've never used one on trail. Well, you're missing out. I would highly yeah. encourage you to use one. It is Which amazing. one do you use? I use the pocket bidet. It, some subscriber okay. sent it to me a long time ago, 
and uh, it's basically just rubber. Like you can't break it or anything, and it just sticks in the top of your water bottle. And if you if you really want to be comfortable, what you can do is heat you up here some water is. at the just end get of ready, the day. Dixie. I'm so sorry in advance. <laughs> no, go sorry for it, in advance because here it comes. You you heat you up some water in advance. <laughs> And that way you can take your little bath if you want to, you know, wash off yeah. at the end of the day. And if you got to drop a deuce, you'll have warm water to pour into your bottle to use with your pocket bidet. So, but not so too, not too much. The factor of the cold water. Yeah, yeah. The, the cold water is terrible. I'm pretty sure I've gotten frostbite before from the cold water. So, <laughs> on your bottle? <laughs> yes, it is terrible. It's terrible. For worst That's possible weird. place to get frostbite. <laughs> I know. I thought oh, you were going a different direction with that, Jeremiah, but I think you're still going to go where I think you're going. Are you ready for the second piece of technology? Yes. Give her, talk to her about the second piece of technology. <laughs> okay. Here it comes. I feel it's like every guest. I'm sorry. No, I I, no let's hear it. <laughs> We haven't talked about this in a hot minute, John. It's been a while. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Not a cold minute. A yes. Hot minute. A hot minute. Well, warm water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Warm water minute. It is the poop hammock. Have you seen these? Poop hammock? By your reaction, I'm guessing no. no I'm, I'm intrigued, though. I'm intrigued. Let's so I have, I'll give you the short of it. I won't take too long here. Um, I met this guy at this hammock meetup in Michigan, and he also worked at UG. Hammock meetup. Yeah. We drove, actually, John went to it, too, and Dan Becker. Yeah, there yeah. was a bunch of us that went, and UGQ. That's awesome. Have you heard of UGQ under underground yes. quilts okay so they were kind of uh setting up a booth and stuff there too and this guy worked with them as well so we had a mutual friend and he was like dude let me hook you up with this i i work with ugq and so he sews all day in these quilts and stuff and he's an avid backpacker of course so he's like i got this idea you've seen uh the hammock chairs now yeah i've seen the hammock chairs you need trees that are shoulder width apart or a little more and then you can set your little butt hammock up He's like, well, I have one that has a hole in the middle, and then I've sewn a rim around it, so you can put it up. And I <laughs> look, Jeremy, all things outdoors. Just don't ask Jeremiah to demo it. I have not. Oh my God. <laughs> I haven't demoed it for anyone, but I did use it on the last trip I was with with him. But anyway, yeah, that's basically it. It is uh, the Porta Privy, I think, is the website if you want to check one out if if he's still making them. But uh, I, I, I hate to admit this, but it is extremely comfortable. John, I'm I, was, be honest. I was just thinking that I'm like, okay, that that actually. You don't get that like thigh burn, like if yeah. you know it's early in the morning, you're not quite awake yet. You're trying to hang onto a tree or something, and you just this, you just kind of sit back and chill, and yeah. maybe you got your phone out and you're reading the news or something, you know. Well, and it's. And I'm just thinking, you know, a lot of times for me, it hits like right in the middle of breakfast. So you could just chill there and eat your breakfast and just never even have to, you know, miss a beat. Like, yeah, you set it up the night <laughs> Just before. get it all done at one time. It's perfect. Yeah. I tell you, my wife loves it because you can like set up an area that she can just go pee at any time. And she's basically got a toilet seat out there. So that's awesome. Yeah. I was curious if you had heard of that or had any experience. No, I haven't. But that's, that's, I mean, that sounds great you know how much does it weigh i don't know you how know? much does it weigh john if i take it where, i've got one i've got one hanging back here somewhere pretty small it's four or five ounces maybe no is it more than that it's got to be less than that it the hardware is like these um they're like turtle i don't know there's so many different things you can do with hammock to like suspend them but it's some kind of turtle rig where you know you just stick a one little knot loop through 
very simple. I'll I'll reach out to Thomas and see if he can send you one if if you want to try it out. You know, if you're still in the market. I, I mean, uh, if you send me the link, then I'll I'll happily get one and uh, and try it. I'm I'm intrigued now. You it's know, a, and I'm like, well, if I could tote all this other heavy stuff, then I could tote that. Just, yeah. Try at least one time. If you have that and a bidet, now that's luxury. Yes, but you got to be careful with the sprinkle of the bidet and the fabric of the seat. You don't want to cross-contaminate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to keep yeah. it hygienic out there. So, yeah. pair them however so you So, what do you them. wash your hands with, like, I, after you bidet? I usually wait till after I eat. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> John, a little bit of hand sanitizer. Now I okay. I like to take um, it's Pika Outdoors. I think is who I got it through. It's just a powdered soap, and it only takes a little okay. bit. But uh, so do I you do, like? I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna get down. Go ahead. Do you like? Do you like wipe your booty hole with your hand, or like you just squirt and use a dab of toilet paper? Like I need to know the details. Here. Okay. I'll well. Probably- I won't demo it, but I'll walk you through it. So, okay. I appreciate the non-demo. That's awful <laughs> nice of you. That's step, not uh, family friendly. <laughs> step, <laughs> step one, what you really want is water the same temperature as whatever the water hits. That's going to be the most comfortable. So if it's your first time okay. with the bidet, do Science. that. Yes. And basically, as soon as you get done with your business, you don't hit it with any toilet paper yet. This is going to reduce your toilet paper consumption by 80% because okay. you, if, if I'm at the house, then I will use a full 700 milliliter bottle and clean all that up. Then you can just either dab dry or wipe dry with the toilet paper. I would suggest maybe four to six sheets and then you're done. Everything's already clean before you ever wipe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like I said, it's science. It's science. Yeah. Yep. He's I'm a high school oh, teacher. I'm just, I'm just thinking the same temperature. That's kind of like one of those deprivation uh, tank things, yes. you know? Uh, yeah. That's the idea. <laughs> you you turn on your sink. I'll turn on the sink water at the house. I use this all the time at the house. I have, I'm in the market right now. We talked recently. The backpacking one? I use the backpacking one still every day at the house because you can buy on Amazon for like five $5. But you can get a real bidet. We looked it up on air oh we did like a couple weeks ago or last week or <laughs> yeah. something like that because you can get one installed on your toilet like as the built-in seat but right i am i'm not i can't afford it yet i can't afford a 300 dollars toilet seat so yeah i use the five dollar pocket bidet you turn on your sink water at your house stick your hand under it wait till it warms up turn it to a nice warm temperature fill that bottle up and plop the bidet in it's got like it's got like consecutive O-rings, so it cannot leak. You can turn it upside down, you're good to go. That's John, awesome. Why are you laughing, John? Yeah, She's, she asked I'm for down. it. I don't know. For some reason, the, the phrase consecutive O-rings, for some reason, made me laugh. <laughs> it's probably stupid, <laughs> and I don't care, but you said it, and I couldn't help but laugh at it. So, Well, this was not <laughs> unsolicited. water on trail do you use? Well, if you're camped near a water source, then I would say use all that you would need. But right. I still but like Arizona Trail, for example. You know, like long water carries. Are you still carrying the bidet, or do you just like eh, I'll just deal with baby wipes or something? Yeah, if I'm dry camping, I'll probably try to stick with baby wipes because I take uh, like dude wipes or whatever with me on trail. But 
if you are near a water source, I would definitely suggest it. But Arizona Trail, that may be a piece of gear that doesn't really okay. fit the needs. Maybe that's not the place to try it out for the first time. But you can Probably get away not. with only using like an ounce or two of water, I guess. But I yeah, I use all that I needed more, I'm sure. John is a child. Still John is a child. <laughs> We're all children. Do y'all ever feel like, you know, there's supposed to be this point in your life where you like grow up. Like one day you're a kid and like suddenly you're going to reach just some moment in time where you're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a grown up now. And like you never get there. That never happens. I still feel like I'm like nine in my brain, you know? So when oh, yeah. I'm in charge of like children, I'm just like, I'm the adult, right? I need an, an adult to your adult because I'm not really an adult in my mind. You know, I look like one and I'm the age of one, but I'm not one. I don't know. It's a weird thing. So it, we're all funny is funny. Like the problem is funny is funny and it doesn't stop being funny just because you got older. It's still funny. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I'm just being and, and look, here. Look at this, like Rusty here. Consecutive O rings is my new fantasy football team. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I feel oh, like, uh, anyways, we you all, know what we need to do right now, Jeremiah. What's there's something we need to do right now? Um, Dixie, tell us, tell people about how to find you. Like, oh, yes. most of the people out here do know that, but there, there may be some that have no, never no. actually found you online. We'd love for them to know how to find you. Uh, homemade wanderlust is the channel name and I'm on the, the Instagrams and the TikToks and the, I'm not as active on TikTok and Twitter. I need to, I need to, that's how, you know, you're getting old when you're like, I don't, I don't want to do these extra things, you know, but, um, and the Facebook and yeah, that's, I'm on all those things. Um, Patreon and the and blog. Much it. And a yeah. Book. Yes, I have. Well, I have an ebook on like preparing to hike the AT, but I'm still working on an actual book of the story of those adventures. So, but that'll be a work in progress. You know, it's hard to sit still long enough to write. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's important. And this is just my opinion. I mean, you know way more about this than I do. You have a much more successful channel and it's your livelihood. But I think focusing on like three platforms is going to be your it's where the equilibrium is so like i do yeah. facebook instagram youtube and yep tiktok that's... i mean that may be the future and that's a younger generation thing but I, if you you can get so overwhelmed you know because you got yeah. you got your blog you got your youtube channel and you got all your social media sites and you're doing extra stuff for patreon and it's like you said there's only so much time in the day Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, like right now, so I'm doing the Arizona Trail clean, like I'm going to be eating clean. So this is the first time I've done like a strict diet on a through hike. And so I wow. really need to be preparing stuff, you know, um, I wish I had a freeze dryer that would make things easy, you know, because then you just have leftovers and you just put them in yeah. the freeze dryer. But so, but anyway, yeah, so I need to be preparing for all that. And I, I just... I work well under pressure, you know, Yeah, <laughs> one you're of those great. interview things. Like I work well under pressure. I wait till the last minute. That's my weakness. But the strength is, uh, I won't sleep for like two weeks before I go and I'll get it all done. So, um, but yeah, so anyway, I just, there's not enough time of the day for all of that stuff. And, um, you know, social media and the videos and the, this and then that, but it's the best job I've ever had. So. Yeah. That's awesome. We got a few more. We got three more super chats before we get right. out of here because I want to make sure you get to see these. Uh, this one is from the Lacys. 
says, thank you, Dixie, for giving me the inspiration to start the next chapter of my life out on trail. I work from home, so this allows me to escape prison every weekend and or chance I get. Yes, that's awesome. That and then is- Marissa D., I did not ask the poop question. <laughs> she's also a patron, and every time we do, because we'll do Zoom sometimes, and she's always, like, the one bringing up farting and, and pooping. So it's it's great. So, yeah, so that's why she's like, it wasn't me this time. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. And, and then Stanley Tam just simply says, a pile of poop with a face. Oh, another emoji. An emoji. An emoji. Yep. Yep. My friend Riga on the AT, she was like, we were going to the bathroom at the same time, like not right next to each other. Like I couldn't see her, but I could hear her. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so tempted to take a picture of this one. It looks just like the poop emoji. And I was like, okay, I believe you. I don't want to see Like, Please do not take a picture of me. Oh my gosh. And then the last thing, the last comment, this is not a super chat, but it's hilarious. It's from Delta Safari. And it says, I'm going to send you something to crap in. You're not getting this kind of content on MSNBC. <laughs> we ask the tough questions here, and facts are optional. We are we are hard hitting here on the Backpacking Podcast. Yes, Dixie, thank you so much for being on here. We do need to get you back on here if we can. It would be thank awesome. Y'all. Yeah, no, I would love to hang out again. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. And uh, you know, I've been I've been wanting to start podcasts for a long time, but I don't want it to be about backpacking necessarily know that's weird but like i just want to talk about everything so um so y'all have uh inspired me because i'm like man they have such a cool setup and everything sounds so pretty and whatever so uh so yeah one day i may pick y'all's brains about that if you if you're not offended not offended in the least bit we'd love to offended in the least bit yeah if you don't mind just hang out in the green room for a few minutes and okay uh, we'll wrap up we'll come back and yeah we'll wrap up the show we'll come back and hang out with you in just a second all right sounds good all right we'll see you later thanks so much bye y'all thanks for coming that was everything i was hoping it would be man Uh, that was awesome i'll tell you what i'd like to do is have her back on and just swap trail stories i think that would be a blast and it'd be a lot of laughs and a lot of fun i think everybody'd really enjoy that too and kind of peel back some of the layers that you don't get to see from just the videos well, and I think everybody saw tonight what it is that makes her so approachable with her videos. Yeah, so genuine. Because it's so genuine, so natural. Just it was, uh, it's a joy to sit and chat with her. That was that was fantastic. We did get one more quick super chat. Um, hopefully, she's watching this right now. But it says, "Dixie, I stumbled upon your YouTube channel when you were doing the AT. Love your videos." So that's an OG fan right there. Yeah, if you haven't seen her AT videos, that was the start, the seven or eight years ago. Epic. Epic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was funny because I didn't watch the AT videos when they were happening um, because I was just too concerned with trying to figure out how to hike at that point. And I wasn't even thinking about doing like long trails and things like that. But man, when she started coming out with the gear videos and how to pack and all these other things, all that practical stuff was just huge for me. And then I was able to go back and watch the AT videos. and I watched the entire Triple Crown that she did. And uh, it was so much fun just watching her experiences, seeing her going from a newbie backpacker uh-huh. who started out with a hammock and kind of a cheap one to like now she's using high end gear and she's for all intents and purposes, a professional hiker. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the transformation over the years has been a lot of fun and being able to be along that journey. So 
Uh, it's been an awesome night, Jeremiah. I don't know if we can top this one. We might just have to quit doing the podcast after this. Yeah, this this might be the final episode ever. No. This is it. We're done. <laughs> we'll the, the we'll pod- put out another one. <laughs> Thanks for three years, people. It's been great. Uh, we're signing off. We're never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Can't top it, But man. in all seriousness, man, in all seriousness, it's been great. It's been awesome. Uh, we've got more guests coming up in future weeks. we got more stuff happening. Uh, and we, uh, if, if you didn't hear us a few weeks ago, we are hoping this summer when Jeremiah and Bridget are on the Camino de Santiago, we are going to be doing some live streams with them yeah. from overseas. Yeah, if we can get the so time. So we're hoping to out. work that out. Yeah, and then also I know I'm going to be in Honduras for a week. You're going to be in Spain. And we're going to try and figure out a way to make Honduras and Spain come together. I don't know if it's going to work. It may be an absolutely awful idea, but uh, we'll give it a try and see what happens. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for coming out tonight. All the support, all the questions, and the, the chat, and just making this possible. It was a fun night. And and for the patience, man. We had, right now, the count of comments is 794 comments. Oh, my God. So, it was... <laughs> It was nearly impossible to keep up with all that tonight. So if your comment didn't get asked, I apologize. Um, you know, thank you though for being here tonight. As the conversation was hilarious. I was trying to read that and listen to Dixie at the same time, and it was cracking me up. So uh, thanks to everybody, and for myself, and for Jeremiah. We will catch you guys on the next one. Adios, folks. <laughs>